If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear, check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner, check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus, and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach other cyclists like you. Welcome to this episode of the Bike Radar Podcast. My name is Alex Evans. I'm one of Bike Radar's technical editors, and today I am joined by the one and only Rob Weaver, who is the technical editor in chief across Bike Radar, MBUK, and Cycling Plus magazine. We have an incredibly exciting episode planned for you guys today, with just the two of us. Uh, <laughs> Rob's not laughing. I can promise uh, the, the prospect. Please do keep listening if you haven't already turned off. Um, we're going to be talking about our best mountain bike riding spots in the world. But before we do that, how are you, Rob? And what have you been up to recently? I'm good, thanks, Al. Yeah, uh, I guess technically a bit lonely, just the two of us today, which is unusual. Yeah, dinner Um, for two, a little date. Yes, yeah, a nice early... Well, we're recording on Monday morning, aren't we? Monday morning, dinner date, well... Brunch date? Is that a thing? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think modern. Know. I've been married, modern married for a long time now. Out of the out of the dating game. Mm. Well, we do have some nice uh, nice halogen light to really get the uh, get the mood going. There's no candles here. <laughs> We're energy saving. Exactly. Um, what have I been up to? Well, you and I have both been working on something that we can't really talk about right now, but will be uh, announced. Uh, I, think, I don't know when, when's this going live? I think I'm just checking, but I think maybe we can actually talk about it. This goes out on the 30th of May, so we can talk about it. Oh, so yes. So you and I have both been working on the 2023 
uh, the complete rock shock overhaul, I suppose, you know, so uh, a new series of forks and um, a lot of changes to the rear shocks as well. And it's the whole, it's the whole shebang, basically. It's the Pike, the Lyric, the Zeb, the Deluxe and the Super Deluxe ranges. So yes. everything, all new, very exciting. Yes, new dampers, new air springs, uh, and everything in between. Yeah. Chassis, Chassis for the forks. Yeah, yeah. loads yeah. going on. Yeah. So that's that's obviously taken up a ton of time. And once I finish this today, I will go back to checking pages for MBUK because we're about to go to press. And in the context of this podcast, it actually makes the podcast sound more exciting, even more exciting than we first said when you reference checking pages for a magazine. There you, you know? go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't get more gripping than uh, reading PDFs and looking for mistakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or writing <laughs> mistakes in. And if you're listening, James Costley White, editor of MBK, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> we try not to. We try our best. <laughs> we try not to. Yeah. Wink, wink, eh? Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> How do you yeah. spell this word again? Oh, I don't know. Just smash the keyboard. I think that's that's how we all do it, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. If there's no exactly. red line under it, is it really a mistake? Well, this is the thing. It's really hard. Are you getting a lot of trouble for writing on my laptop screen with a red pen? Mm. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So I've got I've got to get out of that habit. Yeah. <laughs> like a bad teacher. Only five pixels are still visible. <laughs> Everything else is just covered in red pen. It might explain why why there's so many mistakes, maybe. Yeah, it could do. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that isn't to be fair to MBUK. It's a top publication, and so is Bike Radar and Cycling Plus, and they're all very thoroughly checked. They are indeed. Um, so uh, you've had the you had the, the Zeb, didn't you? And the yep. Super Deluxe Air, is that right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So technically, the Zeb, the chassis had actually been updated for flight attendant. So it already had some of the features that you're going to see on the Pike and the Lyric as well. Little things. I mean, the main, probably most noticeable thing externally is the pressure relief valves Mm. on the rear of the lower legs. In fact, all the flight attendant forks that had gone out, so Lyric and Zeb would have had that. Um, So those with BDIs would have spotted those updates already. Yeah, that kind of flew under the radar a bit, didn't it? Yeah, it did a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then there's those uh, little extras internally like buttercups on the top end forks. There's also more bushing overlap. But I think they refer to it as the ultimate bushing package mm-hmm. yeah, um, that's right. on the on the top end forks. Yeah. Uh, what else? New dampers, new Charger 3 dampers. Yeah. So an update on that. A new air spring. Debonair Plus air spring. Yeah. So more... Well, they sort of talk about tweaking the the balance between the two uh, positive and negative chambers. But on the Zeb, I think the main changes are they've increased the negative to make it um, just a bit more supple, a bit more easy going off the top. You can definitely feel um, that on the Zeb, um, like 100% yeah. you can feel it. feels really good. Yeah, yeah, it's a seriously impressive thought. And it's I'm not sure if you noticed as well, but it's deathly quiet there's mm. none of that sort of wheezing on the rebound stroke like, yeah. none of that now it's it's yeah completely silent which is good and probably the biggest and most notable things i would say is that um just what a difference the adjustments make i think mm. whereas before it was generally you know i tended not to touch the high speed adjustment and i maybe used just the, the low speed but it didn't didn't have 
as a pronounced effect on the handling, I'd say. Yeah. Whereas now you can genuinely feel sort of two clicks one way, two clicks the other. It does make a, a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the, it's the same story on the rear shocks as well. I've, I've found that the, the adjusters are, are doing a massive amount of work, um, which is, you know, it's really impressive stuff and, you know, fair play mm. to rock shocks. And I was just looking at the, the price list earlier today. And actually, it's all pretty reasonably priced. Like the shocks are kind of five five hundred quid, which is quite mm. a bit cheaper than than Fox's offerings. Um, and yeah. the forks are kind of in around the sort of thousand pound mark, um, which is pretty par for course actually these days. Especially with all the hikes everywhere else, you were you know across everything yeah. in general life. So yeah, yeah it, it's kind of nice to see that they haven't crept up too much. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's, you know, kind of choice, a loaf of bread or a pair of new forks. You know, that's kind of what we're looking at with inflation these days. So. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Okie dokie, enough of that really, <laughs> uh, really enlightening talk. Um, Very topical and, as well. Yeah, it is, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, Always well topical. Uh, not political, because I don't think we're allowed to be. Um, no. Or maybe we are. I don't know. Who knows? Let's not go there. Um, <laughs> all right, Probably then. Not. So the moment we will be waiting for... Um, the best mountain bike riding spots in the world, as me and Rob think that they are. That was a really terrible sentence, but I think you kind of get the idea. The places where we like going to ride bikes, basically. Or we've maybe had the best time. It's one of those things. I was thinking about this earlier, and it's sort of, you know, you can have the best time riding with your mates in your local woods, Mm. you know, and you don't have to travel far to make that happen, and you can have a great time, great laugh. Equally, you can be on the other side of the world and have all sorts of mechanical woes and travel 5,000 miles and (laughs) still have a terrible time. Yeah, this is very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tough one. So, I mean, I won't go into it now, but some of the reasons why I've kind of picked the spots I put put down here uh, are mainly down to my experiences rather than it necessarily being the most mind-blowing trail, maybe. Yeah, that's a good shout, yeah. Okay, well, do you want to kick off then with your first spot? Sure. Okay, Uh, so... I'm a bit of a sucker for South Wales. I mean, it's not far from where I live. Um, so it's, in terms of access, it's nice and easy. You don't have to get any planes or anything like that. What do you mean? You don't take the helicopter from from, <laughs> from Bath to, to Risca? <laughs> no, no, I, I leave that for the wife just to, okay. you know, yeah. run around in for work and yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, so no, I, I just drive over the bridge. And yeah, South Wales got it's got absolutely tons of stuff. And I love the, I love the steeper, more technical trails that are around stuff that really gets you thinking nice and natural. You know, um, there's a massive scene, so many locals digging constantly doing loads of hard graft there, which is amazing. So, you know, any of those guys are listening. Thank you very much for all that hard work. There's just so much going on. Uh, and you know, you can ride everything from steep, loamy tracks that are, you know, proper brake draggers where you're sliding in to catch berms and, you know, on the brink of flipping over the bars through to high speed, mega fast bike park stuff at places like Bike Park Wells. So yeah, massive variation, decent length tracks and um, yeah, just loads of fun. They are amazing. And I, I don't know, I don't know if we're, we should uh, name drop some of the places, but I mean, some of them are kind of getting official recognition by Natural Resources Wales, aren't they? You know, you've kind of got Pont- Pontypool, uh, Pantygasic Bike Park, I think I think they call it officially, is it? Or is it Tepentwist? Uh, I can't remember. Tepentwist, I, well, that's what I kind of know it as, I think. Yeah. And I mean, that spot has really, I think I rode there, I want to say maybe about 10 years ago. It might be more, you know. 
and it was Ryan Sorrell that showed me the original stuff over at Pontypool. So yeah. not where the bike park is, but the old side, you know, the steeper sort of side that's since been felled. And I remember going there, I was on a test bike. I think it was a Da Vinci. What were their trail bikes? Uh, Nixon, Troy, Nixon Spartan. Oh, Nixon. Been, oh, yeah. Old school. Been, it, might, it might have been a Nixon, and it was on Nevergal, Kenda Nevergal tyres. Oh, God. What, what else, what else was, are Kenda Nevergals sometimes called? Um, so something, <laughs> something that rhymes with Nevergal or sounds similar to it. Uh, we won't go there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I I went there, and it was tipping down in rain, and, and Roe was, you know, he's a former, what, consistent top 30 World Cup racer. And I was riding blind and it was terrifying and we were going ridiculously fast. I struggled to slow down <laughs> and it why. was wild. But since then, the, you know, the, the riding spots around that have absolutely just blown up. There's so much going on. The bike park um, side itself sort of blossomed from maybe one or two runs to just, they're, they're just everywhere. There's corners yeah. everywhere, corners, yeah. jumps, you know, extensions of certain lines, cut throughs, this, that, the other. It's insane, and you can't fail to have a good time when you ride there. And they're all amazingly well built as well. Like fair play to the to the Tepentwis crew. Like those guys are absolutely killing it with with the the spade work and the craftsmanship of the trails there. It's really good. I mean, it, it attracts like yeah. it attracts international riders. Like Brooke McDonald was training up there um, over the winter. Obviously, Laurie Greenland, who lives close as well. You're like flipping heck, yeah. Okay, so it's a place to go. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and and it's yeah, it's. It's easy to get to, and if you want to do laps, it's easy enough because you can ride up the road, so it's all totally legit. You're not sort of cutting through anyone's fields or yeah. on any sort of dodgy path at all. Yeah. And and those guys have obviously worked really hard with local organisations and councils and stuff to make sure it's completely legit, which is amazing. And it's, it's the same for um, uh, Risker Riders, which are just off the back of the Quimcarn Trail Centre. Um, and, you know, they've even got signposts at the top of their trails now with names and stuff that are officially recognised by the government bodies. And you're like, well, mm. fair play, guys. Going from being, you know, two kind of really good but arguably illegal trails to now officially full-on recognised, you know, Risker Bike Park. They, you know, mm. It's like, well, cool, awesome stuff, like... South Wales really and, never fails, right? Exactly, and it, and you know what? Even when I was uh, I was out on a, a short travel trail bike uh, a couple of weeks ago, getting some laps in, you forget how good places like Kumkan actually are mm. when you really want to give a bike a hard time. I mean, it's it's pretty beaten up over there, and uh, the I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but the the twerch. I mean, my name might be Evans, but I certainly have absolutely no no Welsh skills whatsoever. (laughs) I think you're going to be able to translate. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) So um, even the the first climb on that, it's it's like um, it's like climbing up a moving staircase. There's just these (laughs) rocks just slipping away from underneath your wheels as you're trying to pedal up. It's a real test. It's really genuinely really hard going, and then the descents just absolutely batter you. Yeah, but there's you know, once you get up the climb, especially in the cafe, once you've climbed right to the top, it is such a good trail. So much fun. So, yeah. so flowy. And, and I mean, at times you're going terrifyingly fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's a banging, it's a banging trail. Um, I, mm. I will say that the, the twitch does seem to have, um, it seems to be the only trail with more climbing than descending, or at least it feels like it. It's proper well, gruelling, isn't it? It's a real challenge. 
Three great words. Free Fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Valid one time on Fridays at participating McDonald's through 123124. Excludes tax. Must update rewards. There's that new sort of extension to lap background. I yeah. don't know if you've done that. And I, I, I certainly got through uh, some sections just thinking, God, this would be easier on a motorbike. <laughs> some of the uphill, uphill jumps. I was like, yeah, maybe I'd need to, uh, maybe I need to get a bit fitter, but this is hard work. But still, it's, it's a great, it is, you know, it's a great place to go. A couple of laps and parking is free right now, which I love. Ooh, is yeah. it? Top tip, yeah. top tip. Get down there, guys. <laughs> get down there. What about you, Al? Um, well, well, I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of biased with both of, biased with both of my choices. Um, seeing as I, I've actually lived in one of them and currently live in the other. So no spoilers. But number one, we'll go with, um, it's the Port de Soleil. And I'm not going with like a specific town in the Port de Soleil. I'm not being like, yeah, Morzine or Leger or Châtel or whatever. It's the whole package. And for me, it was like, you start in Leger and you can ride all the way over to Morjan or even Torgon, which is even further away, and go via Champery and Châtel and Morzine and, I don't know, Champoussin or whatever the other places are. And you're like, flipping egg. I have just done an absolutely massive ride. And I've taken chairlifts everywhere and all I've done is descending. And it's it's just like one of those things. It's one of those things that kind of like the mega avalanche, I guess, that people are like, oh, yeah, you've got to do it at least once in your life. If you've never been to the Port de Soleil, you really have to go and experience it because the riding there, it's next level. And the views are amazing and everything is just like, wow. Yeah, uh, it's that sort of, um, it's going to sound really cliche, but European mecca, mm. isn't it? You know. In North America, everyone always would say Whistler, or arguably, you know, Whistler's world-renowned. But if you are in Europe, or you can get across to Europe and get into France, the Port de Soleil region is just phenomenal. And if you don't know it, you can enter the the Port de Soleil, which is kind of like what a sportif almost, where yeah. you you get a number, you kind of you you do on a uh, it's a it's a marked trail, isn't it? Essentially, or a marked sort of route. Yeah, exactly. And then there's yeah feed stations all around and it's a it's a fun event but you're sharing it with like what another million million people just <laughs> plucking a number out of the sky no it's not that many but there, there, there's a lot of people yeah. around but it is it is a good way to see it and you might get to meet loads of cool people in, in the process or see some sites there are plenty of sites to see like body armor worn externally lycra pants with massive rips up them because obviously there's crashes because the terrain's yes. gnarly you certainly uh, have the opportunity yeah. to see some things. But it is, like you said, that it's a bit different to Whistler in the sense that, or, or maybe, well, I mean, I haven't been to Whistler for, for quite some time now, but because there are so many different lifts included when you buy your, par- your mm. you know, Porte de Soleil pass, you aren't limited to just two or three in that valley that you're in. Yeah. You, you can kind of just link up. Oh, how, I mean, how many lifts is it in total? Do you know? I, I can't remember. It was like it, it's somewhere like between twenty and thirty. I think it's it's insane. Yeah, it's twenty-five or thirty. I think yeah. something like that. Yeah, insane and, number. And I just remember it it being that sort of you'd get up early if you were staying. You know, we used to in the early days go to Leger, hmm. get up super early. You pack all your food in your bag and you head out on your downhill bike, knowing that you're going to do a massive day trying to lap. You know, a couple in Leger over to Morzine. Then, you know, you get the lifts up to Avoriaz, down into, you know, Morjan, and then work your way back to um, 
Chattel, spend ages in Chattel, hope nothing breaks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then get the last lift back yeah. home, and then work your way back into the, you know, almost back the same way you came. And it was, yeah, it's a massive day out. Yeah. It used to be epic. Yeah, it really, really was. Really, really fun. Yeah. 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 And you'd have like burgers and you'd have your mates and inevitably there'd be punctures, there'd be snapped aurelias, there'd be snapped yeah, frames. Fra- yeah, spokes. Yeah. The There's whole always, always mechs into spokes or loads of spokes going and wheels wobbling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did once get stuck in uh, Chattel um, because of uh, Thunderstorm. Oh, that's a classic. So that's a classic. Shut the lifts yeah. and we were right at it. Yeah. I mean, we were cutting it fine anyway. And I think, uh, what did we do? We rang a mate who was supposed to be going out on a date. And he was like, yeah, fine, all right, come and collect you. But it's, it's a, even though it's not that far, if you're going up and over the mountains, he was in Morzine. And it took him maybe two and a half hours to drive around, <laughs> around the mountains. So in the meantime, we pulled all the money that we had, all the cash we had together, and we just got drunk. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't think he really appreciated no, it. I didn't. <laughs> no, I felt really bad. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that, Joe. Yeah. M- missed his day and had to pick up his horrible, horrible drunk friends. Stinking. Yeah. <laughs> Inconsiderate, yeah. eh? Oh. Terrible. Yeah, so, yeah. like, definitely. I mean, and, and the variety of terrain also is pretty bonkers. Like, you've got, like, the super sculpted bike park style. I mean, sculpted. I mean, they're full of braking bumps. Let's not let's not be crazy here. But, the, you know, the berms are massive and the trails are, are well made. Yeah. Um, and Inchatel and Leger and even Super Morzine now. And then you've got, like, the slightly gnarlier off-piece stuff in in Morzine and then even Morjan and Champery, like those places, the official tracks, they're pretty bloody hard. Like, you know. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely crazy. So, you know, like the the scope of the type of riding that you can do there is, uh, it's next level. It really is. Um, So. What's what's probably the most, well, I was going to say, I'm sure you've ridden a ton of different bikes out there on a ton of different trails. Some appropriately matched some yeah. probably less so <laughs> yeah but but i guess back in the day when we used to go you, you kind of just had to take a downhill bike whereas now yeah. you know enduro bikes or even trail you know sturdy trail bikes with the right tires on will, will handle especially you know that's those sort of more groomed um, manicured trails pretty well yeah so it and, and though riding those types of bikes means you can access even more bits yeah absolutely yeah just a, a short you know short three hour pedal up a 2000 meter mountain and you can you can access all those little hidden hidden delights but i mean you know jokes aside you know you can even do rides where you'd ride over to the the grand massif which is like the the next kind of resort over with samoan and um Mm. flen and all those places from from morzine you can get there from morzine and you can have a an insane day um if you're so inclined off up around the back of uh which is yeah nice and easy to pedal out and the Mm -hmm. trails are quite varied and some absolute gems just sort of tucked away over there and it's all totally yeah. fine to ride and yeah. there's some great little cafe stops with the most beautiful views especially when you're absolutely wasted waiting for your mate well yeah <laughs> beautiful yeah. beautiful couldn't see couldn't see it's what happens when you're young and stupid though right <laughs> yeah. well, what happens when you're old and stupid because i think i'm there now if you're old and stupid, then we would have, well, I think you and I would have both gone, guys, we're running late. We need to really get onto that lift. And we would have been back before there was a thunderstorm. Yeah. We would have been back fixing other people's bikes for them, wouldn't we? Let's be honest yeah. now. Yeah, That's us honest. now, isn't it? Cooking dinner, being yeah. being uh, very caring, very fatherly. Resting for the next day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trying to get squeeze, some squeeze our value for money. We paid for this holiday, Ooh. so we're going to make the most of it. Yeah, parking is not free. 
<laughs> not like Quim Khan. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Cool. All right. So um, your next one's actually a pretty exciting one, and I can't say um, I've ever been there. Um, South Wales. Yeah, South Wales. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty bonkers this place, and it's also world famous. Kind of similar in a yeah. you know, very different way to the Port de Soleil. But where, yeah. where is it? Bob? Moab. Wow. So in the US of A, mm. Utah, no less. Mm. So Moab's probably most famous for all the slick rock. Yeah. All those crazy slabby sections of slick rock where Hans Ray was, you know, out doing stoppies down. Switzerland, the original. Switzerland squeakers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you remember Tread? Tread the movie? You might yeah. be a bit yeah. too young. For no, that. I remember it. Yeah. 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 Him and Greg Herbold out there doing the Switzerland squeakers and stoppies down <laughs> slick rock. Um, but I guess I picked it because more than anything, um, so, so don't get me wrong, the trails are epic out there. But I've, I've got it on here because it's just so di- different to anything else that we ride mm. in this country. You know, don't get, you, there's, I guess, go to Fort William. There's sort of sections of granite that you're going to slide into, <laughs> slap into, bang through. Destroy your bike on. <laughs> yeah. But they're normally sort of um, in the middle of, uh, I don't know, a muddy bog that you're just <laughs> flying out of as you smash into the granite and then you think, oh, good, bit of dry stone. Oh, no, wait, smash, 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 back through it. <laughs> Whereas, you know, you can ride trails out there and, and that's all it is. It's mm. this slick rock stuff. And, and in between, you just get a little bit of nice dusty dirt. And I've only ever been out there once and I went out, it was on a press camp I was there for, uh, I think it was for some new brakes, maybe from SRAM. We did a... We did a run down um, Porcupine Rim, which is really long, seriously mm. long. It sort of takes a good chunk of a day to get done. And again, there's there's sections on that where you need to go pretty steady. It's pretty awkward, tight sort of switchback turns, kind of like you'd see, you know, south of France, northern Italy in the EWS series. But then it's contrasted with these insane high speed, flat out, absolutely terrifying, just pinballing down these massive slick rocks hoping that you're going in the right direction, looking for these little marks that have been painted on to, you know, kind of keep you from falling off the edge of a cliff. And then occasionally you think, Oh, oh do I need to go over there? I'll go that way. Yeah. Yeah. There's some little columns of rocks and you realize they actually signify there's a big drop. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're, when we were there, there was just a, a train of us just trucking on down happy as can be sending off all these blind rocks, smashing into stuff. It was amazing. It's hilarious. And it's so being out there, especially for us early in the year, bit of summer sun or a bit of winter sun, sorry. Mm. So nice and mild, get up early, get out there. It's nice and fresh, not too sweaty. You don't have to clean loads of mud off your bike or you hose your kit down. It's just all so different. And the stuff you can climb up as well, because you've got grit. Mm. When you're climbing up those steppy slab stuff, you, you know, your face is almost touching your front tire as you're clawing <laughs> your way out there. Still going, still going, still going, just waiting for it to give up. It's incredible. It's just so, so different to anything else I've ever ridden. And I had a wicked time there. You have to watch out for the local uh, wildlife and plants as well, don't you? Because I think, I think there's some, uh, some little nasties that can, can get you if you're not careful. Is, is that right? Am I thinking of the, you know, like um, snakes and think, cactuses and... I think there's rattlesnakes out there. I rode in Tucson in Arizona, and the biggest problem there is the 
cacti. That stuff is wild. Yeah. And it's really bad if it gets on your skin because you, you can't really see it, can you? Because they're so thin and they snap off and then they're yeah. stuck under your skin and it can get infected. I mean, this is really gross now, but, you know, it, it can be really quite <laughs> We're painful. not selling it, are we? No. <laughs> but, yeah, it's what, yeah, that stuff, it's, it's, um, you only need to, to brush past it mm. and they'll, those spines will stick in your gloves. Yeah. And, yeah, the instinct is, oh, yeah, just brush it off. Yeah. And like you said, you're kind of breaking off almost, it's almost like, fiberglass shards in yeah. in your hand and then it gets really nasty and sore. Yeah. So yeah, avoid cactus at yeah, all costs. Definitely. Obviously. I mean yeah, it's obviously. spiky as anything, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? So yeah. If um, you're thinking, oh yeah, I'll go out there and give it a hug, probably probably yes. probably best not. Just just don't bother yeah. with that one. Yeah. 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 Um I will say actually, um I think I've got the name right. It's El Choro in southern Spain, which is uh near Malaga. Uh, just inland from Malaga, um, also has slick rock. So if you're looking for European slick rock, I think El Choro, uh, which I think maybe switchbacks do some holidays down there, um, oh, nice. could be worth could be worth looking at. Yeah, um, used to be uh, near Mijas, which is one of uh, SRAM's old training camp haunt places. Yeah, um, yeah name kind of rings a bell. Um, In yeah. fact, there is some stuff around. A- Bits around Madrid, just outside of Madrid, that we rode for Bike of the Year. 2018? We've been there. The guys have been out a couple of times. I've only been once. I went in 2020. Yeah, because we got back and we went into lockdown pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's certainly sections around that. And I, I'm pretty sure Chris Akrig has just come back from filming out there because Ooh. there is this one, um, it's sort of almost like a bizarre boulder field lunar landscape it's quite crazy i mean i can't wait to see what he was filming out there it was yeah yeah yeah. there's sections out there that are pretty terrifying if you you know just like moab if you start kind of going offline it can end quite badly but otherwise it's yeah super cool it's really really fun to ride on and uh our offline is acrig's online right (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) yeah the wild man yeah yeah crazy Cool. What okay. about you, Al? What's next? Well, I mean, slight spoiler alert. It, so I, I chose to move here. It's the, the Tweed Valley in Scotland, which is famous for uh, hosting the Enduro World Series, Glentress Trail Centre, um, and then British Nationals at Inner Um Currently and in years gone by, and I think both I, both Rob and I have, have raced at Inner back in the day, um, quite a long time ago. Um, yeah, and, and it's it's just like a... I don't know. It's 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 like another hotspot. It's like another super focused hotspot of riding with um, five or six different forests, all within twenty minutes drive of each other, forty minutes ride from one end of the valley to the other, um, and the range of riding, the scope of riding, the technicality of the terrain is insane. I mean, it's next level. It's like mind blowing, and it requires well, it like seems a, massive as well, though, right? Yeah, it isn't huge. just the riding. No, huge, absolutely huge. You know, there's like uplift companies, there's loads of guiding companies, there's coaching, there's dirt school, there's bike shops, there's kids clubs, and you've got loads of pros moving into the valley because, you know, UK-based pros this is, and it's kind of like the place to live and be and train, um, along with kind of South Wales as well, actually. Um, and North Wales. And North Wales, yeah, yeah. Let's not yeah. forget the Athertons, yeah. Um, yeah, um, and it, it's like, I don't know, it's just next level. It's next level, like... You've got the Glenchester Trail Centre, so, you know, if you're into your, 
your kind of cross-country style riding or whatever and there's loads of bridleways and you can join all these places up um, and let's not forget the enduro riding because obviously the enduro world series comes here and the tracks are tricky i mean there's no there's no other <laughs> way about it they are really tricky not only are they tight between the trees they're really fast and the ground just seems to be forever slippy it's just constantly oh. slippy it's it's like it's like someone's literally got a can of wd-40 and gone like uh, and just done it on every trail from forever and like when the rocks are like shiny black and they're wet everything else will be dry except the rocks you know you're going to have a pretty wild time yeah um, yeah <laughs> it's amazing like it's amazing and you know th- this isn't a, bli- a a brag but last week um you know I, I did 20 hours of riding from the door last week in Ooh. total oh, on top of a full-time job that is that's incredible but you know just the amount of riding it's absolutely bonkers good quality mountain biking not just yeah. spinning around on the road it was no 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 job. no this was all mountain biking that was all yeah. mountain 100% off road yeah um you can see where the pros are moving there yeah exactly yeah and you know you've got like bex barona and you've got katie winton yeah. uh reese wilson who's you know world champion he he lives just just down the road from the valley um you know like phew, Rory it's not Cunningham. a surprise. Rui, sorry, didn't want to forget Rui, who's also junior world champion and now works yeah. for the Enduro World Series. Chris Ball, who, you know, successful successful racer, but also UCI technical delegate and now runs the Enduro World Series. And next year, um, maybe something to do with the UCI World Cup. We're not sure, but there's a tie there with Discovery. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And, and I remember at the EWS last year when... Um, all the teams got here, like all, all the pros were having to kind of recalibrate how to ride because they, they were just so not used to the conditions. Um, okay, it was piss wet, so it was pretty, you know, it was tricky yeah. as well. But like the slippiness, the narrow bars, the managing the pedals, the tempo of the trails, the length even, you know, it's like, well, okay, flipping heck. You know, you kind of get up to like five minute long descents. It's funny she said, so I did a trip straight after... It must have been the round in 2014 with Curtis Keane, who was, who, well, he works at Specialized now. He was riding for them at, the, at that point. And he was just saying it was just for him, who, you know, he's from California. He's great. On, I've ridden with him. He's a phenomenal rider. And if it's dry and dusty, dear Lord, that guy is an absolute animal. He's a big dude. And he said, just trying to get through that stuff was yeah. insane. He yeah. struggled in the mud. He struggled with the, the, how tight the trees were, how technical it all was. I think on one, I don't, I don't want to be out of turn here, but I think Joe Barnes might have caught him on one. Stage, <laughs> wow, blimey. Yeah. Even. Um, I, I don't know whether Curtis had had a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. But um, I know he, he said that he really struggled. He found it really hard. It would, Like you said, it he didn't have time to sort of reset, recalibrate and, and kind of get his head around the riding. It's just at times that different, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And like people, Even getting used to just how dense the forest is. Yeah, it's super dark. So it, it, yeah. in the winter, I mean, me included, people ride with lights on their bike in the daytime, in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> it's bonkers. It's absolutely I'm liking bonkers. it a bit less now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, the winters can be they can be harsh but we, we had dry january and that was nothing to do with not drinking any booze um but it was the trails were just so dry this january gone yeah. january 2022 um the dusty in january no cleanups amazing bit chilly but you know just wear a coat 
Simple. Happy days. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, so, you know, like people, people around here, they, they called it kind of anti-grip, I guess, in the same way um, that it was in Chile, wasn't it? At the yeah. EWS there when it was so dusty. Here, it's just so greasy um, that, you, you know, you have to be so loose and on your bike. And, um, you know, if you live in the UK or you're reasonably close to Scotland or, you know, you fancy a, a trip of a lifetime, definitely worth coming up here and visiting all of the different spots that the Tweed Valley and the rest of Scotland have to offer. Um, well, and you're close to Edinburgh. Yeah, really close to the airport. It's a 40 minute drive from from the Tweed Valley to Edinburgh Airport. So, you know, you're really close. Um, and if you like being a tourist, I mean, Edinburgh is pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go to Arthur's seat and have a look over. Uh, King Arthur, one of the famous uh, Scottish kings, I think. Yeah, that's absolute. That's absolute crap. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the story is. But but it's a uh, heck of a place. I think yeah. we're trying to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, dokie. So uh, enough of me rattling on. Uh, Rob, you've got two places left on your list, and yes. they're both very different. I will say, in terms of their geographical locations and also mm. the terrain type. Yes, I'll be quite broad with my next one, and it's going to be south of France. So I've done quite a few trips where we've flown into Nice or driven down and kind of based ourselves around there, either in in and around Nice or a bit further along the coast, just in sort of northern Italy. The riding around there, it's it's quite varied, Mm. but it's just, you know, you get everything from amazing food and drink, which I know... (laughs) I got, I'm a real sucker for, yeah. you know, I think maybe I just got to an age now. <laughs> it's kind of part and parcel of it. If you're going away, you want to enjoy that bit as well. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. But the riding's stunning, you know, it's, it's not, it doesn't feel as extreme uh, as it does in the Alps. You haven't got quite the same elevation that, you know, it isn't big manicured or not manicured, but you know, sort of, um, pre-built downhill tracks or anything like that it's more the locals working on what used to be old walking paths and um i suppose routes that they used to take goods from one village to the next and so you've got you know around where um where fabian lives in bluesas i think you said bluesas is that right i'm not sure uh so around there he's got his own little downhill tracks for testing and stuff like that but it's it's that sort of gritty grey earth mm. all around there. Mm. And it's quite a sort of predictable drift and the the way the I suppose just the the, the lie of the land. It it just means that there's this natural flow to it, loads of nice sort of undulations and it means you can, you know, um double sections, drift into bits and pieces, the corners are all well supported in certain areas and everything just flows amazingly. And then to contrast that you've got trickier tracks like pay yeah so just out of pay on so where nico used to test so yeah. rough as hell kind of unpleasant to ride at times <laughs> but a real challenge yeah and then you know you go along and then you get into some of that iconic trans provence style yeah um trail riding with those hellishly tight switchbacks where you know i think the first time you go there you sort of just do it. It feels like you're trying to do like handbrake turns into everything. There's no finesse to it. You're like, oh my God. Full Especially on, after full some... on tripoding around the corner. Just, oh God. It's unpleasant yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have wanted to see myself do yeah. that. But then you ride with some of the local guys and you start to realize, okay, there's a real technique to it. And, and, you know, I think it was in those early EWS rounds where you would see 
the riders from that region especially just stopping into turns you know the back wheel just in the air and pivoting around the front yeah and dropping into into the next turn no feet down completely flawless yeah you're like, wow, okay, I need to learn how to do that. Yeah. And, and as you practice and as you develop and you can start to mimic what they do, you, it's then you start to try and find a flow. It's, again, you know, it's another place where it's just a really different way to ride. And it, it feels mint, doesn't it? That, like when you when you get that stoppy turn right and you, you really like, when you land, you kind of drop the back wheel into it and you, you accelerate away. You accelerate. It feels amazing. Al, the few times I've done it, I would agree. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise it's sort of like, oh my God, it's steep. Oh my God, I just made it steeper. Oh my God, I'm going to fall over. And then, yeah, then you let go. You're like, wow, wow. Yeah, you're totally right. Um, but yeah, the, the riding is just, it spans almost so many different techniques. Mm. And you can just jump from, you know, one hill to the next and you have to challenge yourself with something different. And even into, you know, and then around northern Italy, um, San Remo, San Romalo, all those older, famous places um, known for, you know, suspension test camps and stuff like that. Being rough as hell. But now you can, you know, you can get away. I'm not saying it's going to be fast, but you can get away on an enduro bike down Mm. there and you can pedal back up. And then Molini. I don't know if you've been to Molini. I've never been. I've just heard good things. Oh, Molini is just insane. It's so good such a good spot so many it's sort of it's that it's that sort of forgotten gem that people don't tend to talk too much about there and 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 dolce aqua another yeah another little italian gem you know the the rides we've had there i've done press camps there we did uh bike of the year there one year or around that area you know finishing up by a stunning river sat on a bridge dangling your legs over eating gelato yeah, I mean, it doesn't really get a whole lot better than that. Nice stereotype. I like it. But I mean, geez, that's, yeah, that's that's value for money right there. That's completely. stunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And okay. then, yeah, to completely contrast that, completely contrast that. Uh, stinging, um, stinging trees, poisonous yeah, spiders. <laughs> and everything. Yeah. yeah. I, I absolutely loved riding in Cairns when I was there. I was there for maybe about three months. But in terms, in terms of, the scene and how welcoming everyone are, you know, it kind of like how you've described in a mm. there's maybe not as many trails and as much going on. Um, but then there's not as many people probably, yeah. um, <laughs> especially in close proximity. Yeah. You know, you're the next biggest town from Cairns is, is a four hour drive South. It's Wait. a fair old, and, and, and that, that, that's short in Australian terms, but in, oh, yeah, in, in normal people terms, yeah, it, yeah. that's pretty, pretty far. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, I mean, we're nearly in Scotland, right? If yeah. we drive from here, so yeah. <laughs> it's pretty wild, yeah. but just the nicest people and, um, you can access. So I was there and when I was there, I had a downhill bike and I'd just pretty much ride downhill, um, probably both days on a weekend. And, um, it's famous because obviously the Hannah family mm. lived there. So Tracy and Mick. Um, but those of you that are old enough will remember Sean McCarroll. Yeah. Sean McCarroll was, um, I think he placed second at the 96 world champs just behind Nico Bulios. Mm. He qualified first, I think. But Sean was a bit of a legend back in the nineties. His, his folks still live there. Sean's actually down in New Zealand now, but yeah, an amazing scene. Loads of, um, like, well, there's a couple of really cool shops 
Um, and again, they're just so welcoming and eager to do anything for you. And then you've got the Smithfield Bike Park, which is where the World Cup's held. Yeah. Which is developing all the time. And then you can go out over the back and there's um, there's a ton of trail riding to be had. But as you alluded to, uh, there's some a few things. You know, I mean, who gets to ride? It's amazing you just get to go and ride in a rainforest. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. in itself is, yeah. is pretty insane. But I would say go with someone else because it is, it's not so much like the crashing, but it's what might happen to you once you've crashed. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I think was, the safety blanket, germaline and uh, a plaster probably aren't going to be enough to uh, get you out of trouble. No, I, I was there. I was once on the hill by myself, had a massive over the bars down the side of this bank. And I remember just sort of being in the undergrowth hearing things hearing all sorts of different things and just thinking like okay my body's okay but what what the hell is around me you know? yeah yeah the deadly snakes spiders i went through oh yeah i rode for a spider's web as well and freaked out i bet you did yeah. <laughs> thinking there was going to be something massive on my back yeah um i did have i've had to while i was there i did have to uh hop over a couple of snakes they were out just lounging but there's yeah there's there's the main, there's yeah, the, the Smithfield bike park. Then there's Karanda, which is pretty famous. I think, um, I think Mick has the record for the most runs down there. I'm not sure how long the track is. It's maybe two and a half, three minutes. I'm pretty sure Mick did, I want to say something like 51 runs in a day. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. It's either 41 or 51, but I know they were up there as the sun was rising at sort of like half four in the morning or yeah. something like that. And his dad just drove him all day long. Oh my God. His dad drives fast as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were lapping more than anyone else. And it, me and Wynn were once there. So Wynn Masters used to live there. Mm. When he was wor- know, working on a mine, wasn't it? Or quarry or uh, something? At that point he was landscaping. landscaping. He was landscape garden. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you know Wynn yourself yeah. pretty well. Really fun guy to ride with, really fun guy to be around. Yeah. And uh, the clutch had gone in my van. So we were going to take it in turns uplifting each other. But in the end, I just parked my van at the bottom of the hill. And because everyone drives utes, so pickup trucks, it's pretty easy. And everyone's so laid back, you just thump lift. And we were just uplifting nice. all day long, get, getting lifts. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. It's, a really, it's just a really nice place. It's a really cool place. Good scene. Loads going on. It is that sort of, I think back in the day, it was the place if you were, Aussie and looking to be an up and comer. I think um, at one point Bryn Atkinson moved there. Mm. He was living further south. He moved up there because there was so much going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a cool place. Really cool yeah. place. Very different. Awesome. Cool. Okay. You go. Well, I think that, that kind of sums it up. Um, so uh, let's think. Our best places, if you want to go to South Wales and not be able to pronounce any of the name places, that's definitely, definitely the one to choose. Port de Soleil, let's have a think. Uh, bike breaker, definitely a bike breaker. So if you ever want to get your bike broken, head to the Port de Soleil. Uh, Moab's going to be snake and cactuses and sheer drops. Um, <laughs> the Tweed Valley is clipping trees uh, and slipping on rocks. Yeah, cut uh, your bars down. Yeah, the Maritime Alps, tripoding around switchbacks. And um, Cairns would definitely be avoiding poisonous uh, animals and insects and trees but in between um, all those things yeah ex- i think what we're trying to say things. is the riding is epic exactly and the people are lovely in all of them yes yeah precisely yeah exactly. awesome stuff 
Brilliant. No, that was really good. I think I'm going to definitely put um, Maritime Alps back on the list of places to go soon. Excellent. Well, thank you, Rob. Um, and dear listeners, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please uh, leave us a comment or a rating. Um, even if you didn't, maybe you can just let us know what you'd like us to talk about in the next one. So thanks very much. Cheers, Rob. Cheers, Rob. Thanks for listening to the Bike Radar podcast. If you've not done so already, please subscribe and share with your friends or leave us a rating if you've enjoyed this episode. 